0: five four three two one hello welcome back to the all yes me podcast i hope you've had a chance to check out last week's podcasts i did one on positivity i answered more questions that had been left over from the week before and then on saturday i had a guest on laura who i discussed conspiracy theories with uh, we discussed uh, did adolf hitler escaped argentina after the war briefly spoke about nine eleven, and we also talked about our years in primary school and um a few things like that so today i've asked the good people of twitter and instagram to give me some statements and i'm going to give my opinion on them of course some people did ask just simply ask questions but i, I will get to them as well so let's get straight into it dean asked The top three places i would like to visit in the world and a reason for each so dean i've gone for new york and especially the sort east coast of america now i did say that i would never like to go to america when trump was in charge and to be honest the place still terrifies me to this day but something that i really want to do in my lifetime is go to the east coast and go to you know new york and to florida to the disney parks because it's something that I feel like everyone has experienced but me, and especially because they've got Star Wars Galaxy's Edge there, and Star Wars being a massive part of my life, I, I've always loved it since I was a kid. I think going there and experience experiencing that would just be a dream come true, and I'd just be like a little kid in a candy store, um, making a lightsaber, making a droid. I know it's ridiculously expensive there, but I would, I'd just love to do it. I think it would be worth... Paying the price for that for that experience so that's number one secondly i've gone for for munich and that's simply because i want to you know discover a lot more of germany uh i love what i've seen of it so far and i'd love to go back and you know just see see some more of it see some more of the historical places around germany um and experience the football there and, and, and stuff like that. And the final thing that I've gone for is just wherever a Champions League final is, if Liverpool were playing in it. And that's simply just to experience the the fans and, and just be there on a on a big, you know, European day. I experienced what Liverpool is like when we win a European Cup and it was the best day of my life. So I think actually being in the city where we won it would be truly incredible. So the next question that I got asked was uh Biggie or park So that's do I prefer notorious B.I.G. or um Tupac. And Life After Death, uh the Biggie Smalls album is one of my favorite albums of all time. And I think that's why I prefer him as a music artist. I think he's got more songs that you can just kind of, I guess, vibe to and and I think he's easier to listen to, he's easier on the ear. However, Tupac, it has the more interesting story and his life is probably more interesting um, in terms of him going to prison and um, his upbringing, Uh, his mother was a Black Panther and just his whole career from going to prison to death row and everything that went on with Shook Knight and stuff like that, all the way up to his death. It was probably a more interesting career, and he's more interesting as a person. So I'm more fascinated by Tupac as a person, but musically, I prefer B Smalls. But that's not to say that I don't love Tupac's music as well. But yeah, if I had to choose only one to listen to for, I guess, the rest of my life, it would definitely be B.I.G. Um. Okay, so the next one was a statement, and that statement was... From Jack who simply said that Paddington 2 is the best part of the BBC underwhelming Christmas schedule. Now honestly I've had a look through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and what the BBC are showing and some of the choices are actually comical and um, so I've got it up in front of me here. So at 9 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve they're going to show Kung Fu Panda. After that at 25 past 10 they're showing Kung Fu Panda holiday whatever that is it's a 20 minute special and then when that finishes they're showing kung fu panda 3 so for some reason they've gone kung fu panda a special kung fu panda 3 so i mean i I can't i think i have seen kung fu panda 2 i'm pretty sure i have Um, i don't think i've seen the third but why are they going from kung fu panda one to Kung Fu Panda 3. Why have they, why are they not showing Kung Fu Panda 2? It just seems like such a bizarre choice. I don't think they'd ever show Back to the Future and then skip Back to the Future 2 and go straight on to Back to the Future 3. Like Why would you do that? It just doesn't make any sense. So that's a strange choice for them. We've then got the weather, and then we're on to Moana um, in the afternoon, around lunchtime. And then it goes on to Cars 3. Now, again, I, I can't really remember Cars 3 all that much. I'm pretty sure I have seen it, but... Again, why Cars 3? I mean, Cars 2 is pretty awful. Um, Cars, the original, is is fine. It's, it's all right. It's, pretty, it's like, watchable. Um, even if it's just for the Rascal Flats track. Um, but I'm sure you all know. So that's a, a strange choice as well. And then Paddington 2 is on in the afternoon after the weather and news. And Paddington 2 is, you know, one of them films that, like, film tw- that I go mental for. Uh, I've seen it. I thought it was okay. It's fine. Um, I'll probably get a lot of hate for that. It, it was like I don't know. It really, wasn't to my interest. It was. It's a good film, but and it it looks beautiful. But yeah. It's, I mean, so far, Jack, you're not wrong. It's definitely the highlight. Uh, but Underwhelming is also does come to mind. Then after that, we've got Wizzle Gummidge, Saucy Nancy. Now, whatever the hell that is, I know what Wizzle Gummidge is because um, it used to creep me out when I was a kid. And it was actually the third Doctor, John Pertwee, used to play Wizzle Gummidge back in the day. Uh, but I presume it's a reboot. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, It's on for an hour, so... Yeah, that's it's strange. I wonder if it's animated or something like that. I don't think they would do a live action Wiz or gummage these days. I don't know how it would really come across, but it's it's quite creepy. The original. If you don't know what it is, I'd go Google it. We then go on to the Wall versus celebrities. Not really sure what that is. Um, possibly to do with is that what like bring on the wall is? That I think was it Anton Dubeck used toast? host. I could be totally wrong there, but that one where they fit, they have to fit themselves in the as a shape as it comes. I used to like that. I don't know if that's what it is though. And then got Would I Light You at Christmas? Um Would I Light You's Decent? So that'll probably be quite good. East as Christmas Eve special pass. Um Gavin and Stacey Christmas special. I presume this is last year's Christmas special, which was not great. If it's the first one, fantastic. But I do believe it is last year's because I think they changed the title of the first one to something weird now. Now that there's like the Christmas special from last year. And then going on to probably the worst thing from the day, you've got Miranda's games with showbiz names. Now, Miranda, honestly, the worst comedian I've ever come across. I've never laughed once. Her and Mrs. Brown's Boys are the two worst shows I think the BBC have ever ever put out there. Not funny, even in the slightest. So that'll be definitely giving that a miss. Have I got 30 years for you? So I presume that's um, have I got news for you over the past 30 years. Again, fine show. And then at quarter past 11 at night, we've got the two Ronnie sketchbook. Now, why that's not on in place of, of Miranda is beyond me because that will probably make a better better adult viewing because, honestly, Miranda is just absolutely hopeless. It's just not funny in the slightest. But Christmas Day, we've got in the morning, the Gruffalo, the Gruffalo's child, um, Lou, whatever that is, at 10 o'clock the Christmas day service for an hour I don't actually know what that is I presume it's choir and songs and stuff like that the snail and the whale uh sounds good probably animated so'll probably be all right Zog uh not entirely sure uh, what that is but could be good uh top of the pops Christmas special if that's just repeats of Christmas songs from back in the day and stuff when they were on top of the pops could be decent if it's like a new one who knows then the weather uh then 10 past uh, one you've got inner workings not sure what that is or what early man is or what Zog and the flying doctors are but that sounds pretty cool <laughs> then it 3 you've got Lizzie on for the Christmas broadcast um, ten past three we've got Coco which is a Disney film I presume that's a premiere on the channel um, which is meant to be quite good I haven't actually seen it Then you've got strictly yay Michael McIntyre's Christmas Wheel. Now, if you haven't seen any of the wheel, it's actually fantastic. Uh the first two episodes have been on the past couple of weeks. It's an actually brilliant show. Really funny, but I mean, I could if I played the one that was on Saturday, I would have absolutely walked it. The first I think it's eight questions. I would have got every single one right. It's really funny. They have like specialists on certain subjects who are just celebrities. Um Jermaine Genius was on doing the Premier League. Um sam thompson was on and the topic was chelsea um julie essex was on and the topic was dead. uh one of the spice girls was on and the spice girls was the topic uh dermot o'leary was on and his speciality was world war Two. um but it spins around and it puts a random person up um for each question if someone before them gets it wrong and stuff like that it's, it's actually really good so that'll be a good watch i'll definitely be watching that blankety-blank Christmas special. Now, I don't know what this is, the 80s or something. I don't know who's hosting that. Oh, it might be a repeat. Hopefully it's not. And then we get on to Call the Midwife at uh, 22.8. And honestly, every single year, it's the bane of my life. Call the Midwife on Christmas Day. It's, I, I just don't enjoy it, but, you know, it's one of the things you end up always watching. Then you've got your and then you've got Mrs. Brown's Boys. Honestly, that was a, that was a terrible run for Christmas night. Seven o'clock, blankety-blank. 28 called the midwife 10 past 9 eastenders 5 past 10 mrs brown's boys jesus christ come on so jack i mean your your point is pretty valid patent 2 is one of the best things in there i would check out the wheel as well but that is a very very underwhelming no james bond no um i I can't even think off the top of my head anything else i would rather watch but certainly not half the shite that they've got on um so yeah, I look forward to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, everyone. And that's because we can't even go out to the pubs on Christmas Eve or anything, so <laughs> you haven't really got a lot lot of choice, but I'm sure it won't be you won't be tuning in to um to Miranda. Miranda's games with shows based names, because if that's what you're watching on Christmas Eve, honestly just never speak to me again, because Jesus friggin' Christ. Um moving on uh from that uh schedule, we've got uh, Laura's statement that Yankee Candles have stupid names. Now, this is in response to a quiz that I hosted on Saturday night. And the third round of the quiz was named the Yankee Candle. So basically what you have seen was the picture on the candle and you had to give me the name of it. I'm telling you now, it's the best round of any quiz that that has been put together during um, during the lockdown and stuff. We're back on that hype, the sort of uh, Zoom and quizzes. But it was incredible um it says i've done it twice now so i've done it for two sets of friends and i mean both of them haven't done very well in it but they've both really really enjoyed the round um it was 15 different candles that you show and yeah it's a lot harder than it sounds i mean i can actually get up some of the oh should i get up the answers because i know i'm meant to do it for another group so sorry if you're listening to this and i haven't done it with you i'm sure you'll know who you are um that i should have been should have been doing it with you but we haven't had a chance uh some of the answers i don't really want to want to run through through them but I'll, I'll give you the names of just the the first two um so there's a picture of a butterfly and it's a bright green candle it's called beautiful day and the second one is there's a blue candle and it's got a log on it a bit of grass to see in the background and some flip-flops on a on the ledge and it's called beach walk um I mean, the the round goes on, and there's some great, great um answers that come out of it. So if you are looking to do a round for any quiz or something, name the Yankee Candle is a is a fantastic one to do. And moving on now to what I think is is my favorite of the statements that was given, and I've done a lot of research, a lot of stuff I knew already, but um, but I will go on to it. Uh, Lewis said, it awaits and heartbreak." Uh, is the most influential album of the century so far. So, for the last 20 years, 808 and Heartbreak by Kanye West is the most influential album. Now, I don't think a lot of people will will know this, who listen to this, Um, and a lot of people probably don't care, but I am going to talk about it because um, it is one of my main interests. So, 808 and Heartbreak is... The most influential album of the past 20 years is i don't think it can be argued and i'm going to to tell you why so before the album was released kanye west's mother died sadly from plastic surgery it was some complications with it and he also broke up with alexis Fiverr, who he was engaged to at the time and it clearly had a very very big you know emotional effect on kanye so Coming in at the end of 2008, it was released, and it was actually going to be called Good Ass Job, but he changed it to Eight O Eight and Heartbreak. And, um, you know, he blamed himself for his mother's death, saying stuff like if he hadn't moved to L.A., uh, she would have never, like, had the surgery and stuff like that. And a lot of the lyrics, you can you can tell that it's, it, it's about his mother and it, it's really heartbreaking. And... and I mean, this isn't really anything to do with why it's the most influential album, but it, it's what spurred him to, on to make it. And he took what was... So when we say influential album, it means that like, he sort of, he influenced a lot of people who came into the game after this. Um, it, But it's not to say that what he was doing on this album was revolutionary, really. The way he did it and the way he used it was. But, I mean, T-Pain before him was was doing it a lot you know using autotune in the same manner that kanye went on to use so you could say that t-pain's first album influenced this and and that's fine but th- that album wouldn't have influenced the next generation it was kanye's album that uh, didn't and, and it was obviously used a lot differently and it's yes he took the kind of idea of using the autotune in that way but t-pain helped him make this album and stuff so there is that argument of course, but. Um, you know, critics hated the album at first, um, and it didn't really resonate with with adultery. but the sort of younger generation, I guess, absolutely loved it. And that is how we ended up getting people like Kid Cudi, who had four writing credits on the album, if I believe. We got Travis Scott because of this album and his music especially his mixtapes um al faro and days before rogio are very heavily influenced by it um quite dark and very very high on the auto tune and the production value is is just absolutely incredible now just a little fact here uh, which i found was pretty interesting kanye was actually inspired by phil collins and wanted that similar sound from the 80s which is why it's obviously called 808's heartbreak and it's why he used like an 808 um, machine and he said making this album reminded him of his sort of childhood when he used to make beats and things like that uh, which is it's just incredible how much it, I I don't want to say funny he had making this album because he was obviously going through a lot but he clearly clearly loved this album and he said in an interview that he'd rather have a um, I think it was like Love Lockdown he'd rather have a Love Lockdown now than have a um, Through the Wire which is very interesting because Through the Wire is obviously very rap orientated despite the topics he's talking about in the style not really in that kind of traditional 90s rap style it still is more traditional um rap and hip-hop than what this was but this is why it was so influential because it was it was new and it was taking a new height with the production that kanye had on that album and yeah i mean it wasn't it didn't use as many samples as we used to and obviously hip-hop's massive for using samples he didn't use that that many in this um compared to what we're used to sort of seeing from kanye especially now and it just it it influenced so many big artists i mean like i mentioned we got drake from it travis scott kid Cudi, lil uzi vert all these people who were like like, travis is massively influenced by kid Cudi and lil uzi vert is as well and then that's all because of this his time working on this album with kanye west again like adults at the time and critics were really pan it saying Things like if you wanted to, why listen to Can You Rest album when you could just put a, a tin can up against a microwave or, or was it like a washing machine and you get the same effect or something like that. So people just obviously didn't get it. But if you listen to sort of songs from Travis Scott's mixtapes such as uh, Drugs You Should Try It, or sorry, <laughs> Drugs You Should Try Them, or um, especially Hell of a Night, like the opening section of that is very similar to what you would see... On eight oh eight, but you, I guess, kind of use in a different way, on well for a different topic at least. Uh, Drake even covered "Say What's Real" um on his uh opening mixtape, "So Far Gone," and then I guess Melody Rock was kind of kind of born in this form where you would have um rap artists singing the chorus and things like that and then rapping all the other way around it 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 really is that influential when you think about how big travis scott and how big drake are in not even just in terms of the rap world but in general in the whole music industry they are two of the biggest artists on the planet so kanye birthed their sound and that is why it is the most influential album of the past 20 years and i couldn't actually think of any album that i also think could rival that uh, I mean, before that, and in the nineties and stuff, you had uh Nevermind, which was massively influential, um, to that decade. But other than that, I I don't think I can think of of anything that was more influential at, at least since the the turn of the the century. But yeah, so so that's why I think Lewis's statement was correct and. 808 and Heartbreak is the most influential album uh, of the past 20 years. So moving on, a question about Durham. Conor's basically said Durham is a town pretending to be a city because it's got a cathedral. And I say, yes, you're right, but it's still better than Borough and better than Sunderland as a, as far as north cities go. Having said that, it is just a kind of wannabe Canterbury, really. I don't think it's cathedral be considered as good as Canterbury's cathedral. And it's just it's one of them places where it's like it's kind of fake posh like i know a lot of people from down south come up here to do, to go there for uni because they can't get into cambridge or oxford but the it's just a it's just a strange place to be because it pretends to be posh but you go and there's like a lot of like chavs kicking about and stuff like that i remember i went last year drinking and um these like 12 year olds started on us on the bridge and there was literally like i think there was about 20 odd of us and there was probably about eight of these young kids and they're just malvin off and stuff like that. And um yeah, they seem shit themselves when our friend Sean, who's you know a rather big lad, um uh, came over asking which side of the bridge they want chucked off first. Uh, so that, that I mean that was hilarious. And it's a great place to go drinking, don't get me wrong, but I think you are right. It is just it does seem like a town rather than a rather than a city. Um but again I'd rather go there than go to Sunderland or or Middlesbrough. Um, So it's still a better city than than them. And moving on to what is the final thing for this podcast. Uh, It'll probably be a shorter one, but this might take some time to get through. So I've been asked to, this is mainly for people who are from Cramleton or know the area of Cramleton, which I know is a large percentage of people the people who listen to this podcast are and that was kind of the intention when i started this podcast to give the local people something to listen to that they can kind of relate to so i've been told to rank the pubs in crampton now this is just the most controversial thing ever and i'm definitely the worst person to do this because i've I'm not a particular fan of of going out and crumbling regardless, despite the fact I used to do it pretty much every Friday night because there was nothing better to do. I still wasn't a big fan of it, whereas it's some people's lives, I uh, feel, um, around here. And I know for a fact this is going to piss a lot of people off, but this is just my opinion on what I like the best, and I'll give my reasons for them, of course, Uh, which people will disagree with, but yeah, this is my opinion. So I've gone for mate for the only the pubs that are in the sort of village the centre of town. Nothing like on the outskirts, um, like the Burton or the Benny or anything like that. I haven't brought them into it. Um, just things that are mainly around around Manor Walks. So I start off with the Seven Oaks, which is a hungry horse pub. It's shite, there's no atmosphere, the food's not great, it's sometimes just full of kids with their parents and stuff like that. It's it's not really that it's it's shit really now, number 6 this is the one that everyone wants to know about where i've put it and it's going at number 6 just ahead of the seven oaks it's the phoenix it's just not my scene i just don't like it the jukebox is decent and the pints are cheap and if that's what you want it'll be the best pub but i just i just don't enjoy it it's just too loud it's just too rowdy it's just too like as i don't know it's too full on and it you kind of put under pressure to to make a tit of yourself when you go in there to try and like dance about and just act on really. And the, I mean, the bar staff are lovely and everything like that. And it's, it's a fine place to go. It's, I think midweek it's all right, but like on the weekend and stuff and it's just full of people um, just shouting on and it's such a small space, the area that you end up sitting in and to have like that many people there, just, I don't know, making a, a lot of noise, and you can't just sit and enjoy your, your drink and stuff. It's, it's it's just not my scene, but I can understand why a lot of people do like it because it's it is a lot of people's scene, and they love that camaraderie that comes with it, and that's not a bad thing at all. It's it's great if you love that kind of stuff. It's just I'm just not not into that. Number five, we've got the four ladies, good cocktails, shit crack. Uh, there's always bother. It's a, it's an old place to go. And it was quite a good place to go when we came out of lockdown for a bit and we could go out. Um but the it just always every time I go in there it kicks off every single time. And that might just be my fault. Um that I just happened to not pick the right times. But um it's often against the place itself, to be fair, it's actually it's actually fine. The cocktails are lovely in there. My nana absolutely loves cocktails in there. And it's it's quite good for watching sport, or you know, watching the football and stuff like that. Um and it's cheap enough it was better when it was the green R4, cause at least you knew what you got there. And it was, it was a bit run down, but the disco was good. The floor was sticky and it was just a good laugh. You, you just kind of knew what you got. Whereas now it's like, I don't know what it's, what it's pretending to be or what it's trying to be. Um, but it just always seems to kick off. Like just, we had last time I was in there, some laughs was kicking off about something that someone had said on Facebook or something like that. Like as if that even fucking matters. Um, And then her boyfriend and his dad, who I don't know who the fuck they were, but Jesus Christ, just started and they did this some sort of like, they stood up as if to start on us, like to try and start a fight, but they did some sort of like mighty morph and power rangers, like kind of hype up thing beforehand. where They kind of like did some sort of handshake, touched heads and were like, and then got into like a sort of fighting pose. And I honestly, I've just never been so amazed in my life. I like, I honestly could have laughed in their face. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But I was just so in shock. And then the the last was like, no, it's not nothing to do with them. she kept trying to tell it it wasn't us. It had nothing to do with us. Um, but then we went in the. It was fine. That was that was before I was all sorted. But we then went to the beer garden, and then they came outside and were kicking off about that again to us. And then someone who we know, uh, was like, oh, why are you starting on these? That really canny. Um, and then he ended up sorting it for us. Uh, so thanks to, uh, to him for that. But it was just like it's just every time I go in there, it seems to be like that, and I just I can't be fucked for. It. I just cannot be bothered. Again, it's just a, it's a running story with the village. Really, it's just always like that, which is why what I've got at number one is number one. Um, which we'll get to number four. I've got the club, and now this is. I feel bad putting it down here because. It would probably be number one if it was like what it was like when we were like 16 to 18. Everyone was there every Friday night. You got in, you just pay a pound to get in. Cheap drinks, not the best. I'm not going to lie. You do often get sick from drinking the pints in there, but still. um, You know, you could go there when we were... Uh, probably shouldn't be in there, let's say. Uh, but it was great. Dance floor was always hilarious when you go there. Great place for functions and stuff like that. Just had some class nights in there from... Like back in the day, and you know, it just used to be absolutely crowded. Everyone had their own like sort of tables and stuff. You'd always know like you were going to see someone great and have like some good crack in there. But then suddenly, the people who were slightly younger than us decided to just start going to town rather than. So they they missed out the step of going to the village. And just went straight to town and then it was just dead every week and it was just shit like it just it's absolutely shit so now this is why it's so low down because it's, I mean obviously it's dead at the moment but but, but beforehand it's just like you go in it's just a shadow of it's for myself <laughs> just so sad because it's such a good laugh on a Friday night when there's loads of people in there um, which I mean this time of year oh, like if it was tomorrow night Christmas jump on Friday it would be rammed and then uh, so with the and afterwards it would be such, such a good night but you know we're not gonna get that this year but we'll look forward to next year I guess uh, number three, um, is the Blagden. Again, uh, it's a it's a bit like um, a bit like the Four Lees in terms of it does often kick off there, but it it's never seems to be as, as kind of serious. It's always kind of relationship drama and stuff like that. Um, and when everyone's out and in the Blagdon until one o'clock, fantastic night out. You just know you're going to have guaranteed laps. And the best part about it was is that like, because it's so kind of sectioned up, you could. Be at the bar for an hour like you always are when you're there. That's the biggest downfall. You can't when you when you go to the bar, you have to wait there for an hour, and people turn up and have been there for a minute and get served before you. It's a fucking shambles. But um, but it's good, crack. Like you can talk to someone at the bar who you know. And then you'll go outside to avoid the massive queue that's formed. You'd walk outside, have a conversation with someone, then get to the back where we used to stand, kind of next to the DJ, and be back with your friends. And then you'd just see the people who are sat like on them raised, kind of long, backless chairs. You'd have you'd, you'd be able to talk to the people there, and then you'd see people passing, and then the middle would always get like kind of dancing there, you know, throw the Christmas tree about it on, at Christmas, and it's fucking class on a great night. Um, the Blagden, brilliant. Um. Getting in there back in the day was hilarious. Used to hop the fence and stuff like that. So funny. Bouncers would come chuck you out. My friend once, like, broke his ankle jumping over and landed on a plant pot and, like, rode it. Not very funny, but still kind of funny. Um, and now they've put, like, an 11-foot fence up, so you can't do that. But it's still, it's still not that bad. It's obviously where you go to until, like, 1 in the morning to finish the night. And oftentimes, I mean, recently when we'd go, it'd get at 12, we'd been there for an hour and i just want to go home, but... You know, I just end up staying out because everyone else is. Now, number two, we've got spoons. People will be up in arms about this. And to be honest, as spoons isn't really an establishment I'd like to to promote or support, really. But, you know, it's cheap. It does great food. I've had some of the best nights ever. Just sat in spoons all night. Table service, so you don't even have to get up out of your seat. Room for, like, a massive group of people to sit down, which is always great. I love that part because when I used to go in a big group, it was just much easier for us to all to sit together. Just always the best place. It's the best place at Christmas where you get to talk to everyone. People hate it because there's no music, but I quite like it because there's no music because it means you can talk a lot easier. It's not blaring. Toywits is a trek, as it is in every spoon's. Uh, but their deals, you know, we used to go in there, drink free monster um vodkas for for a fiver. I'd have. I'd- take out like a tenner, 15 quid, be absolutely shit-faced and I'll have to drink for the rest of the night because I've had nine vodka uh, <laughs> nine vodka Red Bulls or Vodka Monsters. The ch- then change that to two for a fiver, which is still fine. Um, you know, bottles of Bulma's, two for a fiver. Um, Copperberg, two for a fiver. You know, food, like free plates for a tenner. Um, incredible. My Nana loves spoons, you know, she just goes there for a uh, coffee every morning. It's just a place you can go at any point in the day and despite the fact it's a spoons and it's shit the people who work there are great and you know it's just a it's a good place to pay people a lot of people hate it a lot of people love it i, I really like it i'm just for all the nights i've had there and my experience of being there and number one the forgotten one the one that no one ever talks about is the plow i at one point was a I would consider myself a regular there. I knew all the bar staff was in there at least four times a week, not even drinking, ever, like, alcohol every night. It would be a Coke or whatever. Best place to watch football in the village in Crompton. Big screen in the bar. Um, best place to play darts. You just go in there, can play darts all night, watch the football. Everyone's sound, everyone's chill. Never seen any bother in there. Made, like, I wouldn't say, like, friends, but, but you know, got along with all the other regulars there really well. Um... Just really, really kind of nice people. Um, and it's quiet, you know. And then even, like, when you get a, a big group of people, there's loads of room on the other side. That's not the bar to, like, sit down and talk. It is a little bit expensive, and that's its biggest downfall. Um, but just such a, such a good place to drink. Um, to me, anyway, and that's, like, what I want in a pub, is it to be um, good to watch football, good to play darts, um, probably lacking a pool table. Again, that's one of its downfalls. But other than that, good crack, nice staff, um, darts, and incredible to watch the football. Big screen and um, the the speakers. You know, it's class. So yeah, that that's a list that will definitely have pissed off a lot of people. Um, but that's that's what I like. So that's what I've gone for. Um, let me know yours and let me know how much of a disgrace I am for for not having the Phoenix at number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, thanks for listening to this. I know I, I do try to get guests and stuff on, but it's often not as easy as you might think to try and get the right people on, um, at the right time and stuff like that. And it's hard to organize. Um, when people a lot of people are doing a lot of things, you know, it's coming up to Christmas and that. So yeah, I have been doing a lot more of these solo ones, and I I do really like these sort of statements and the questions ones. But I do realize it's kind of limited. You can't just do this every every week but it's good to do you know once every couple of podcasts um and you know hopefully i'll have some some more guests on uh, soon because I, I really enjoy making it and it's it's been a great place for me to to help think of other ideas and, and learn how to how to podcast really so um again thanks for listening and um yeah go back and check any of the other episodes if you haven't if you haven't listened to them <laughs>